Welcome to Tackless Radio. That's not a flex Bitches ain't fucking with me in this jewelry I need a nigga that know what to do with me Guess I'm too hot so these bitches ain't cool with me Too fucking thick, he wish it was two of me Poppin', bad bitch, keep me an option Wavy, ho, see me and get nauseous Famous, leave with the nigga you came with Dangerous, I don't fuck around with no lame shit Excuse me, we tryna get by with that Uzi Finna let them bust off some rounds in this Gucci Bitch tryna fit all this ass in a two-seat Bitch finna go broke tryna outdo me um, If I'm not the hottest, who is? She got a booty fetish tryna steal my shit Ain't to the lawyer just to handle my bitch 200k just to cover my wrist he bopped out and I wanna see what that mouth out Start from the bottom to the top like a countdown Everybody pull out they phone when I pop out Pop it, bow, bow Pop it, pop it, pop it, pop it Well hello, hello, hello Welcome back ladies, gentlemen And everyone in between to Tackless Radio And it is of course, Be Bad Here to bring you some Tackless mess for this week so, Song of the Week was Pop It by Bankroll Freddy featuring Meg The Stallion. And honestly, I only wanted to include the song for Meg's part. Anyone who knows me knows that I love Meg The Stallion. I think she is a phenomenal performer. I love her lyrics. I love her confidence. She's bad as fuck. So, wanted to go ahead and do a little feature because my girl is coming back and still taking the crown. So we're going to go ahead and switch over to Shit I Saw. And it's weird because I'm going to Facebook, but really these posts were on Twitter. So a girl by the name of Crystal Dawn on Facebook said, so a woman on Twitter asked men to give multiple women relationship advice. And the responses from multiple men that were sent in are actually very telling and accurate AF. So when I go to the photos, cause she screenshot all the tweets off of Twitter to put them on Facebook. So when I go to the actual tweets, it's from a girl by the name of Anna. Her handle is ARP 14 underscore. And she tweets men only give us women some relationship advice. Now, I typically don't like asking men for shit, (laughs) especially relationship advice. But I thought some of the comments and replies were very telling, which is why I want to share them with you all. So these are just a couple of the things that men said in response to the call out for some relationship advice to give to women. One of those being, stop telling the timeline what you like. It makes it easier for niggas to pretend. Another guy said, what another man won't do, I promise you, another will. Next comment, if he's going to cheat, he's going to cheat because he wants to. It's never your fault. Another guy came in and said, stop accepting this is just who I am. Another comment here, 
a nigga will dead ass treat you exactly how he feels about you. Another comment. Don't try and convince us you're ugly. We chose you because we think you're beautiful by our standards and no one else matters. Another one. If he's not good with his children and the mother of his kids, guess who's next? Another one. When he shows you who he is, believe him. With men, we are creatures of action and not words. Believe all of what you see and half of what you hear. Another comment. Don't lose yourself. Don't lose your friends. Still make time for you without him. Take trips. Do things on your own. Don't make your entire life about your relationship because you'll be upset when he doesn't. Another comment here literally came from a guy and he said three boyfriends. It's not a bad idea. And I think I really like that one. Another comment. We will do anything for a woman who we want to be with. If you got to always call him out on something that he doesn't do. He never intended to do it from the jump. Another comment. Your feelings are always valid. If he isn't emotionally intelligent enough to understand how you feel, then he will never know how to love you. Another comment. You shouldn't have to tell a grown ass man how to love you. If he loves you the way he claims he does, then the actions should show it. And the last one here, which really just brings it all home. Give no second chances. We are fully aware of our actions and have considered the consequences beforehand and made the choice anyway. Now, ladies and gentlemen who are listening to my voice, that actually was some amazing advice. And I normally don't give niggas credit, but I will give these niggas a little bit of credit because that was amazing advice. A lot of that advice we normally And when I say we, us who are in romantic relationships with men normally don't get that type of advice or at least that candid type of advice that straight for the head, nothing to do with the heart type of advice. The advice that ladies typically don't get or for the most part don't even like to hear because we sometimes want the best out of our partner. We want the best out of a relationship. So there's a sense of delusion that typically will happen when we're in love and when we're meeting someone and we want everything to go very well. And like I said before, we like ignoring those red flags, but those red flags can be a lot of fun, which is why we ignore them. But I thought that this Should I Saw entry for this week was super interesting Because a lot of times women are told the opposite in some of those cases. One of those being if he cheats, it's not your fault, it's on him. And not to give people second chances. That's typically the opposite of what women are taught. We're taught if he cheats, it was something you did wrong or something he's lacking that you couldn't provide or something that you were messing up. When honestly, and men know this, but that's just the manipulative, narcissistic way that they get out of trouble. Men understand that it has nothing to do with their partner. Because if it had anything to do with the partner, you always had an opportunity to communicate what wasn't going well for you before stepping out. But men typically don't. They just act 
um, without consideration of others and the way that they feel or just consideration for their relationship. And people who do that just run, which is why it brings me to my second point. They don't deserve second chances. If you always had the opportunity to communicate that something was wrong and you decided to be sneaky and manipulative and hurtful and cheat instead, and then you expect for me to take you back, that is the beginning stages of a really shitty relationship that unfortunately a lot of women set the foundation for. If he cheats and you take him back, baby, he just knows he can cheat time after time after time again with no repercussions. But we're taught, or at least we're told as women and people who like to be in romantic relationships with men, that we're supposed to be forgiving. And we're supposed to understand that they were hurt or had a moment of weakness or that they're going to be better. They want to be better or that they were just in a really vulnerable space and they just needed someone else to talk to because they couldn't feel like they could talk to us. Whatever narcissistic bullshit they're going to say to put it back on you, fuck it and forget it. And don't allow for them to put it back on you because it's not on you, baby. It's on them. If they step out, leave them. Do not give a second chance. Do not. This is for everybody. Stop giving people second chances. Because I understand that we're supposed to be forgiving and we're supposed to listen because we want closure. We want to understand why someone did what they did. I'm a big believer that I can understand why you did it, but it's not going to change the act. And a lot of us do want to understand, like, why did you do it? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter why you did it. I'm going to know that information, but it doesn't matter because you still were infidelous and stepped out. I really do feel like when you start asking people, why did you do it? It's an opportunity for them to snake you and try and put the blame back on you. So just walk away, block them, move out, delete them, delete all the photos, delete the family off of Facebook, block them on Twitter, block them on Cash App. And just forget about them. Because these people know exactly what they were doing when they did it. These people knew the reaction that it would cause. These people knew the hurt that it would put you through. So why would I sit here and ask for an explanation when you were fully aware of what the fuck you were doing? Because at that point, when you do it, you're just... You're just telling me, fuck me (laughs) in the highest regard because your actions don't match your words. Your words don't match your actions. So you're just really showing me that you don't give a fuck about me because the whole this is who I am to take it back to another message that a guy had for the women. This bullshit of this is just who I am. I've heard it many times from people and it's not just who you are. That's just who you have decided to be with me. Because growth is very important in any relationship, professional, platonic, or personal. If you are not willing to grow, if you're not willing to change, if you're not willing to see the error of your way and say, you know what, I was wrong. Clearly, this is something that I continuously do and it hurts others. I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to work on me. You motherfuckers don't like saying that. (laughs) <laughs> you just rather people deal with your bullshit and your nasty attitude. And I'm not going to be the punching bag 
because you don't want to grow. You rather everyone in your atmosphere just know you got a nasty attitude instead of you improving your nasty attitude. I can't be with someone like that on any level. But a lot of people decided that that was an okay response to something that you do horribly to others. Because if I'm going to take the advice from the men, I'm supposed to believe your actions. So this is such a, what is the word? This is ironic, honestly, because in one breath, you want to tell me this is just who I am. But then I'm also supposed to believe your actions. So if I'm believing your actions and they hurt me and they make me cry and they disrespect this relationship, I'm also then supposed to just believe that this is who you are. Do you all hear the buffoonery that come out of some of these niggas mouths? Do you all hear the bullshit that they want you to believe? So please, please, anyone who just likes to be in relationships with men, one, we need our own support group, (laughs) but two, stop giving these niggas extra, extra slack. Stop giving them lead way to break your heart again. Stop giving them a second and a third and a fourth chance to do the same shit that you know they're going to do. Leave them where they stand. Every time, all the time. Because that's how you lose yourself. And if I'm supposed to take it back to some of the advice that the men gave, you don't want to lose yourself in these relationships. And honestly, the moment you start losing yourself in a relationship is when abuse can happen when you don't hang out with your friends like you used to when you don't see your family as much when he gets jealous about who's calling you at what time or at what hour when you can't just go out with the girls when he's checking about your whereabouts and seeing what you're doing and making you share your location with him at all times that is early signs of abuse so please get out If you feel like you're starting to lose yourself with this partner because you're supposed to have a partner that stands next to you, not stand in front of you and then dim your light at any time that you feel that anything, whether it be a relationship or a family member or work, start to dim your light. You need to get out immediately because if you stay, I promise you, baby, at the end of that, you will be gone. Who you are, who you are as an individual will dissipate. If you allow toxic people like that to stay in your life. So you need to go because at the end of the day, and men say this all the time and they know it, they just don't want us to know it, but I'm gonna let all of y'all know it, that you're not asking for a lot. You're just asking the wrong motherfucker. And it's okay if that person doesn't want to be everything that you need them to be. You got to be good with walking away, baby. You got to be able to say, hey, this is what I need. Oh, you hit me with lines with this is just who I am. And you're telling me I'm supposed to give you second chances and telling me that when you cheat, it's my fault. Okay, then bye. Because we have to be a lot. We as humans just need to be better at walking away from things that don't serve us. Instead of being resilient and staying in relationships and situations that do not benefit us. Let's get better at walking away from bullshit, not better at sustaining who we think we are amongst bullshit. It can be a choice to walk away. It has always been a choice. I know a lot of people feel like it's not. Oh, I got to stay for the kids or, you know, the church is going to say something or my parents have been married for 40 years. I can't get a divorce. Fuck all of that. What do you need? 
What do you need to when you go to bed at night, you feel good about the decisions that you made. And if you are making decisions that you think you're supposed to make for everybody else and you go to bed every night miserable, then we are already not starting off on the right foot. Change that. For 2021, change that. You are not asking for too much. You're just asking the wrong motherfucker. Be better at walking away and stop tolerating that bullshit, girl. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Random Realities. I'm really excited about Random Realities because I'm going to be sharing the work of a dear friend of mine by the name of Umi Grigsby. So Umi is a graduate of Georgetown University and Northeastern University School of Law. She has published her first book, Empowered Health, Reforming a Dismissive Healthcare System, last year in December of 2020, and describes herself as a joyful warrior, author, advocate, and attorney. Now, I'm just reading that little insert out of what is going to be a new edition of Chicken Soup for the Soul that's going to be hitting the shelves this June. What's super awesome about Chicken Soup for the Soul and particularly the edition that they're going to be releasing in June is that the title is I'm Speaking Now. Black women share their truth in 101 stories of love, courage, and hope. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Chicken Soup for the Soul because so many of us have grown up on those inspirational books. I remember my mom buying so many chicken soup for the soul. They have ones for Christian. They have ones for kids. They have ones for teens. And those books just served as great inspirational stories that anyone could read for a little pep in their step for the day. So Umi actually is going to be featured in Chicken Soup for the Soul in June. So she was able to write an excerpt for Chicken Soup for the Soul titled A Pleasant Black Woman. And I'm already feeling it because so many times we have been told as black women that we are not pleasant. We're aggressive. We're just difficult to get along with. Every single time that we say something, it's overly, it's, it's passionate, but it's not seen as passionate. It's seen as combative. I cannot wait to purchase this book to support Umi so that I can read her amazing story about a pleasant black woman. Because a many time, a many a time, a many a time, women of color are just written off as this, that, and the other before motherfuckers actually get to know us, actually get to understand where we're coming from and what and what we're all about. So this is just going to be a really, really quick random reality because when I found out that she was going to be featured in Chicken Soup for the Soul, I jumped for joy because Umi is such an inspiration to anyone who has had the honor of getting to know her. And I am just super excited for anyone who has a dream, who sets out their goals and starts to hit them. It's amazing. I know that I am happy when I hit my goals, i.e. this little podcast that I put together. I'm so excited for other people to reach their goals too, because I understand that feeling when I reach my goals. And honestly, I want that feeling for so many other people. So when it happens to the girlfriends in my circle, to the 
men in my family, to the siblings that I have, to anyone who was around me when they're starting to hit their goals and like boss up and get their shit together and really flourish in life. That's the type of shit that I like seeing. So kudos to Chicken Soup for the Soul. Kudos to you, Umi. I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud of you. And everyone, make sure you go get June's Chicken Soup for the Soul and support a black woman. All right, y'all, we back. We back, we back, we back. And it is now time for the tackless topic of the week and honestly I'm not even gonna lie to you all I am torn about the topic this week and the topic is if men are out and you all see a woman being physically assaulted by another man do you step in and this is coming off of the heels of a video that went viral of a black man in a McDonald's yelling at the staff because they messed his order up. And the manager, it looked to be, who was a black woman, asked him to step outside because he was being belligerent, he was cursing, and he was yelling about his sandwich being incorrect. I wasn't sure if they reached a resolution because the video didn't show it. I wasn't sure if they reached the resolution where they were making his new sandwich, but he did make the comment of like, why is this taking so long? So maybe they were trying to get him the correct order. He just didn't like waiting for it. But the video shows that a black woman walked up to him and was like, sir, I'm gonna need you to step outside. And he was like, no, fuck that. What's taking so fucking long? Da, 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 da. And you could see the manager walk past him with her phone in her hand as if she was going to call the police because I know that's what the fuck I would have done. <laughs> and he says, oh, it looks like I'm going to have to beat a bitch up today and starts to chase her around the McDonald's. There are other people sitting in the McDonald's. There were other people waiting in line at McDonald's. And of course, the entire staff was there at McDonald's. No one stopped this man from trying to get to her to then beat her up because that is what he explicitly said he was trying to do when he commenced to chase her around that restaurant. Of course, it went viral. And so many women are making the statement that we don't really know what to do with the men of today because black women are just historically not protected. And I knew this and I knew that that's where the conversation was going to turn, that so many black women do not feel protected by black men. If anything, black men are just as much of a threat to us as white men, as white women, as the police, as unhealthy diet, housing. Like there's so many things that black women basically have to protect themselves from, including Black men, who we all have an assumption is supposed to protect us. If you're going by your Bible, <laughs> men are supposed to be protecting women. But white men protect white women amazingly. They have been. Let a black guy back in the day have whistled at a white woman. He gets shot, a cotton gin wrapped around his neck with barbed wire and then thrown into a fucking lake. That's the type of protection that white men will take 
for white women. And that is the story of Emmett Till. So I'm not even being facetious when I say that. I'm actually talking historically right now that white men will beat and brutalize black men at the thought that something happened to a white woman. And white women know this because they use that power to get black men in trouble by lying about them getting raped or getting beaten on. So we've already historically have seen it. It is in our textbooks that white men historically, traditionally will protect white women. Black women have never understood what that amount of protection looks like from the men in our communities. And I'm not even going to put it on men as if it's their fault. Historically, black men have not been able to protect black women in the same way that white men protect white women. Because if they were to protect us, and a lot of the times the threat is white people, if they were to protect protect us, they were hung, they were whipped, they were beaten, they were killed. And unfortunately, that is the mindset that has trickled all the way down through our generations where we are no longer slaves, but black men still just don't inherently help black women for the same type of fears, honestly. Because when I look at the comments from black men, like, hey, you know, black women historically feel that we're not protected by black men. If anything, black men are also on our threat list. The first thing that black men say is, well, I do not know if that man is going to then hit me. I don't know if that man has a gun. She's just going to go back to him anyway. Why would I get myself involved? And I get it. I genuinely get it. I have a brother who has stepped in to situations where someone smaller or someone who was a woman or identified as a woman was being assaulted or disrespected. And my own brother has stepped in in those situations and I'm proud of him for stepping in during those situations it would crush my family and I if we knew that he stepped in to protect someone and he lost his life doing that because I think that happened in San Francisco Uh, a white guy stepped in for these two Muslim women who were being attacked and assaulted on a train and he got stabbed to death We see those stories. So I am very conflicted. I want my brother to be able to make it back home. Especially if the situation that he stepped in to protect another woman, she ends up going back to her assailant, which is a different conversation for a different day. Because I want you all to understand now that when you see a woman getting beat and she goes back, it's not because it's in vain to the person who tried to protect her in that moment. It is a psychological thing going on with abuse that it takes at least seven tries for someone who is in domestic violence to be able to effectively leave and leave for good. So uh, that's the first thing that I want to say. There's so many men who feel like if they protect a woman against another man, they would be doing it in vain because that girl is just going to go back to that guy. And you're right. Maybe she will go back to that guy. But if you're standing right there and you see her getting punched in the fucking face, at least if you were to do something. And I'm I'm not saying that everyone needs to fucking hulk out and punch another person because you see them punching another person. But for you to say, hey, don't do that. Cause a scene. Bring other people in to be a witness. If you don't want to be a witness, call the police. Call the police. 311 at least. Something. 
But a lot of niggas are just like, oh, I'm minding my business because she's going to go back to him anyway. You don't know that. You actually could have probably protected that woman from dying in that moment if you stepped in. But we also don't understand the the ramifications of a situation when we enter into them or we don't understand the consequences of our actions entering into a situation. We, we just don't know the outcome whenever we enter into a situation. And a lot of men, I understand why you all feel like you just don't want to enter into those situations because she might go back to the guy anyway. You might get hurt. Hell, you might die intervening. I totally understand that. So what are we supposed to do? Black men are scared of intervening because they, they themselves may lose their life, which is 100% correct of a thought to have. Because historically, that's what black men have had to deal with. They've had to deal with trying to stop a slave master or the overseer of a slave plantation or even a white woman or just the systems in place. They have try to protect us and it ends in them losing their lives not all the time but historically that's what we have seen so now today where they could step in and save someone's life the powers at b are not as strong they're still there but they're not as strong as what they used to be we don't have overseers because we're not on a plantation we're no longer slaves so you would assume that Black men are in a position now where they could step in, but they don't feel like they should. So many black men in those comments and in the thread are just the black men that I've had personal conversations with won't ever step in to protect a woman, despite race, just despite, despite race. And this is black men wouldn't step in for a Latino woman or a white woman or an Asian woman because they understand the moment they put themselves in that situation, if the police were to roll up, they look like the aggressor. They look like they are the assailant. They look like they were the one trying to assault a woman. Wasn't it the case last year where there was a black man in Texas that stepped in to try and protect a couple who were white? Um, he was trying to protect the white woman from being assaulted by her white boyfriend. And when the police got there, they shot him because they thought he was the problem. So, I understand why black men feel that way, but it does not take away the fact that black women still aren't protected. It does not change the fact that black women don't feel protected, that we have to protect ourselves. But I think what we can at least start to say is that, hey, if black men are not going to protect black women because you all fear for your lives, then don't also be a threat to black women. Allow for everything else to be a threat to us. Allow everything else to be a fucking threat to us. Don't also add yourselves to that list. So if black men are not going to protect black women, then guess what you're going to have to do, black men? You're going to have to tell other black men to ease the fuck up and to back the fuck off. And unfortunately, so many men rather bitch and moan, cuss and hit women, but they would never do that shit to another man, which is why your presence is important. Until we can change patriarchy, Men have to check men because what I am going to say, what I am going to do, if it ain't no hot lead, isn't going to get across to a crazy motherfucker who's trying to put his hands on me. You, unfortunately, though, have the power to change the situation. Unfortunately, I understand that you don't know if you're going to be changing the situation for the better 
or if that will be the last time you take a breath into your lungs. But we at least can ask black men to not allow for when you get angry to put your hands on somebody else. And then when you see somebody else putting their hands on somebody else, you like, that ain't none of my business. Cause you too are an assailant yourself. We're just asking that maybe you all can huddle up on the side a little bit more, a little bit more often and check each other. Because when you have those private conversations, when there aren't any women around and y'all are talking about coercing women into sex and fucking on bitches and this girl is fat and this girl is ugly or I would have punched that bitch in the face. Those are amazing opportunities for you to say, nah, bro, we're not doing that over here. Nah, bro, we don't disrespect women like that. Nah, bro, we're not talking about women like that in that type of regard that's disrespectful. I have mothers, I have sisters, I have daughters, I have a wife. We respect women at all times, whether we're in the presence of women or not. Because when these men who have no regard for themselves or for women, but only have regard for another man who steps to them, when they get out into society, they think that those conversations are okay because they're okay with their, when they're with you. They think those conversations are good and funny because when they're around their friends, y'all kiki, y'all laugh, y'all big each other up. So they think that conversation is okay to have in the real world. Some of them do, not all, but some of them do. But those are the ones that put their hands on women and then look at you crazy when you tell them to stop because you've never checked him before. Y'all got to start checking each other because if that McDonald's supervisor was to shoot that man in the face, she would be the one going to jail. And that's another thing I want to bring up. All you niggas talking about what well, women just need to be strapped and da, 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 da. Do you understand that about 45% of women who are incarcerated is due to self-defense? Just because I was about to be attacked and I shot the motherfucker who was about to attack, who was about to attack me doesn't mean that all of a sudden my life goes back to being peachy keen. There are so many women who are in jail because of self-defense. Because our gun laws are trash. Our self-defense laws are trash. And motherfuckers just still don't like women at the end of the day. So you're telling me that I either have to beat a man up with my fist so that I don't go to jail. Or I protect myself, shoot that motherfucker, and then I still have to go to jail? Because of however I carried my gun, how it was registered, if I have my Floyd, am I concealing carry? Did he turn his back and I shot him? Was he actually going to put his hands on me? He had to have at least put his hands on me first before I feared for my life and then could shoot him. It's a whole bunch of messy ass laws state by state of what a woman can do in terms of self-defense. But everybody want to yell at women, get a gun, get a gun, start shooting these niggas, start shooting these motherfuckers. And then still, my life doesn't go back to it being normal. I My life is then ripped away from me because I tried to defend myself and I had a firearm and I did so. I just want to I just want you all to understand that telling women that they need to strap up and shoot these niggas is not sound advice because we just end up in jail. Like that woman in Florida who shot a warning shot so that her aggressive husband did not assault her further because he was already putting his hands on her. And she shot the warning shot into the air, didn't even shoot him to tell him, hey, motherfucker, back the fuck up. And she still was charged and went to jail. She was better off shooting that nigga in the face. 
She was better off killing her husband. She was better off killing the man who fathered her children. She was better doing that because Florida stand your ground. She could have shot that nigga in the head and she would be with her children right now. Instead, she didn't want to shoot him. She didn't want to kill him. She just wanted him to stop beating her. And she shot a fire into the air and they arrested her and she went to jail. What kind of bullshit is that? What kind of bullshit is that? So all the men who are out there talking about, I want my women to be strapped and the women that I love to be strapped and shoot these niggas. It's not sound advice because it still ruins lives. Because women go to jail for just trying to be alive the next day. So we're going to need you all to come up with a better plan. Because telling women to get guns, that's not working. And a lot of women don't want to be strapped in that type of way. One child every eight minutes gets their hands on a gun and shoots themselves accidentally. A lot of people just don't want guns in the home. A lot of women don't want guns in the home because they have children or elderly parents. There's a multitude of reasons why women are like, why does that have to be the solution in terms of me being able to walk down the street at night and not be assaulted? It's not a really good solution. What we really do need men to do is hold other men accountable. Because if these raggedy ass niggas wasn't wasn't putting their hands on women to begin with, y'all wouldn't have anything to defend us from. So let's just take this all the way back to the top. You niggas need to stop putting your hands on other people. And when I say niggas, I mean men and women. But men in particular, y'all have to be able to handle your aggression and your anger in a different fucking way. Stop putting your hands on people. And then when you realize you can't put your hands on people because you bitch made, stop getting guns to solve the issues that your fists couldn't. Take a nail. If somebody gets you that riled up, leave they ass. Which means if the woman that you are with is riling your ass up and you feel like you're about to hit her, pack your belongings and leave. You also have the choice to leave, my guy, sir, You also can fucking leave the situation. You don't have to stay. If you feel like you're about to hit shorty, leave and don't turn back. Divorce her and don't look back. Move out and leave a key on the fucking countertop like Lawrence did in Insecure. But it is never okay to put your hands on somebody. Because if we can start there, then maybe niggas would think to themselves, hmm, I don't have to defend women from men Because men are just not putting their hands on women anymore. So let's start there. Check your friends and check your niggas. And if you do see somebody out that needs assistance, call the police. Make a scene. Hey, what are y'all doing over there? Honestly, you just need to be able to get the assailant to focus on something else so that whoever's being abused has an opportunity to fight back, to run, to get out of the situation. Hey, what are y'all doing over there? Is really good for a nigga who does not want to be involved physically, who might feel a certain type of way about calling the police on another black man because we all know what that looks like, but at least do something because these women We're dying. We are dying from domestic violence. We are dying from intimate partner violence. Something helps. 
But a lot of y'all are really just like, it ain't my business. It ain't my fault. Not getting involved. So I don't get clapped. Who's to say you was going to, who, who's, who said you was going to get shot? I understand that that is a fear, but baby, we need each other. We as humans need to look out for each other because there's evil humans that are trying to kill, steal, and destroy. So if you see something, all we are asking is that you do something. You don't have to literally put on boxing gloves and go over there and knock the nigga out, KO. But you can do something. And that's all we women are really asking. That's what we black women are asking is that y'all do something. But y'all don't even act like y'all want to help. Y'all don't even act like you would have helped or want better for the woman in that situation. Nah, nah, I'm not fighting. No fight for no bitch who gonna go back to him anyway. You don't know the relationship between those two people. You don't know. All you know is someone is getting hit and that's wrong. So do something. That's all the fuck we are asking. We understand because of the systems in place. Black men are not going to be able to protect us in the same way that we have seen other women in this country be protected. However, we do need some sense of protection. So at least let's start there. If you see something, say something. Call the police. Get another witness. Write down the date and the time. Names if people are yelling them out. So that you can report it to 911 while you walk away because you don't want to stay and get involved with some messy ass situation because you got to go to work. I understand, boo. We all been there. But you can do something. If you, especially if you see a black woman, we are already, already going through a fuck enough. We need a little bit of help. The same way that black women step up and step out for black men every fucking time. We are asking for you all to reciprocate it. But y'all don't even want to do that. Y'all don't even want to do that. Not my problem. Not getting involved. Oh, I'm going to get involved with some bitch and her man just so he could shoot me. and da da. Y'all are so quick to turn to that rhetoric than to say to yourself, I feared for my own life the same way that that woman over there feared for hers. And I instead called the police because I wanted to at least make it back home to my family. We at least will give you a little bit of credit and a little bit of lead way if you said it like that. But you all don't. You take more of a massaging route in your thinking and say, fuck that bitch. She's going to go back to him anyway. Why would I die over some raggedy bitch that I don't know that wants to stay in an abusive relationship? Why would I go defend her and then I'm going to get jumped? I get the concern for your own safety. But be a human being and help someone else out if you see that they need the help. The same way y'all yell at us to help you all when you all get shot in the fucking street by police week after week, day after motherfucking day. Black women go to war for black men and we get scraps. So all I'm asking is that y'all try. Try to give a fuck. Attempt to give a fuck. Look like y'all giving a fuck. And maybe then y'all will give a fuck.
now that we've gotten that out of the way, what you want to eat?